0: Welcome back everyone to Found in Prague. Thank you so much for joining us to today's episode. We are talking about dating today. I'm really excited for this one. We're also kind of nervous because who knows what kind of stories might come out. But no, seriously guys, we wanted to talk about dating because it's a big part of life. Uh, It's most of the time how somebody ends up becoming married or finding someone that that they love. So we wanted to talk about it today and talk about maybe some of our experiences, lessons that we've learned or even um, maybe what something some things in the Bible say about having healthy relationships. So without any further ado, I wanted to start with the fact that all of us are from a different nation. It's one of my favorite things about our group. Because it brings a lot of diversity and maybe some of you guys listening are from different nations and you'll be able to relate to some of the things that we talk about. So I was curious and I wanted to ask all of us, what was dating like in our culture? Maybe we can just say where we're from and yeah, just talk about like what was the dating culture like or the norm in our society? Maybe it was just in your family or in your nation but I just wanted to start. So Amy, would you start us
1: off with where you're from and dating culture norms? Yes, I am from Canada and I think I don't actually know a lot about anything about the culture of how Canadians date, which is a weird thought, but I grew up in a pretty conservative family and my um I grew up as a pastor's kid and so the culture was that you really weren't supposed to date till you were after 18 and you only dated with the intention of getting married yikes yep so it puts like a lot of pressure on a relationship from the get go but that's kind of the culture of what I grew up with the mindset of what dating mm-hmm. should be like mm. wow what about you Sean
2: I'm from Korea yes but it doesn't mean I know much about Korea a lot of the times so I just uh, look at you find out the information through social media, which is not a good information, actually. But one thing I can tell you about Korea's dating is, is really important in Korean society. It's like Christmas in Korea is a time where you date. Mm-hmm. It's not a time for your family. That's how important dating is in Korea. And when it comes to dating culture, it's like the guy buys everything. Now it has changed a lot where the girls also buy a lot of stuff. But it used to be the culture where the guys have to take responsibility for everything when it comes to dating. And also, it has changed a lot, but they were very conservative back then. Mm -hmm. So it happened so that uh, a lot of the dating culture was taken back into a very hidden corners. It's like, don't tell anyone or be behind the scene or... It don't tell that you're dating or something like that, so because it's important at the same time, but it's also found upon if you showed that you were dating, which was really ironic at the same time. So this clash of cultures from this dating ideology from um, the West that we got because we're we were a developing country that was under USA. so we had that dating culture, but this dating culture was completely new because in the foreign uh, in our past. We don't have dating culture. That just didn't exist. In our entire history, we were just like arranged marriages, you know, uh-huh. a lot of the times, That's what happened a lot. of time, So everybody was really awkward. The older generation was like, why are you doing this? And the younger generation, isn't this normal? How do you fall in love? And yeah, so now it's getting a little bit more normalized and uh, more matured. But it used to be kind of very conflicting in a way.
0: Sounds like it. Sounds like it was conflicting. Yes. (laughs) I think for me, so I'm from America, and I would kind of relate a little bit to Amy as far as I can kind of do some guesswork on what the culture norm for American dating was. I think it was pretty casual or loose for a young person. It's kind of like you just dated to have fun and just hang out with friends, hang out with people you liked. So I think that was kind of the culture that american dating culture was like for in high school however for myself personally i also grew up in a christian home and in the church it was more you date to get married you know have serious relationships and i think my parents also had said yeah don't don't date till you're 18 they did go back on that rule and um, i'll probably talk about it a little bit later but anyways yeah that was kind of what i grew up in was there was a lot of pressure on dating and a lot of people even now that i look back at from my past ended up getting married really young cuz they dated young and then they they got married really young and being in europe now i see a very big difference between european christians and american christians and how it's a lot more normal if you will to wait till you're older to get married here in europe or at least maybe in the czech republic i don't know about other places but in my culture, my immediate culture, it was totally normal to get married 18, 19, 20. So that was kind of what I grew up with, that the dating was to lead to the marriage. And
2: so it started young and it was pretty serious. I mean, one of the things about dating in what I've seen is that it's not actual dating at the same time for a lot of the kids. I mean, they're pretending to find a way to date in a way, but I've seen that, this idea of date uh, for older generation and the younger generation for the teenage dating and uh, older generation dating is completely different for young dating. Still, of course, in America, they get married young after dating. But what I've seen in Europe and what I've seen in Korea now is like dating doesn't equal marriage. Like almost n- like 90% of the times, they're just two see what's going on and um, to maybe just enjoy each other's company or just have someone, you know, in a relationship because it feels good, you know, and this mentality of this will almost never end to marriage has took place in a lot of the young kids' uh, dating culture, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. What about you, Alex, with where you're from, what was kind of the cultural norm for dating?
3: Yeah, I was listening to all of you and I think uh, Russia is, is a mix of everything that I just heard. But also uh, we need to keep in mind because uh, there are di- there is difference between Christian uh, dating and yeah. non-Christian dating. Yeah. So I grew up... Or when I was growing up, I was not a Christian all my life. But then uh, I became a Christian at the age of like 12 or 13. And um, basically growing up, uh, I was in a church setting. And Russian church setting is very conservative to dating. Uh, basically, it shouldn't exist until you are married. I'm not sure how the relationship should form, but that's how they <laughs> thought of it. Outside of Christian, well, that's... Everything you just described. And yes, people get into dating just for fun, you know, Uh, no responsibilities. A lot of people getting married or never getting married actually, just leave together. Also, the thing to get married uh, very young is also very prominent in Russia. 18 is an age, 18, 19 is a perfect age for getting married. Also, we should talk, If speaking about Russia, there are different parts of Russia, and Russia is a very multicultural uh, country, and uh, different cultures perceive uh, the marriage and dating differently. Uh, For example, where my wife is from, uh, she's not following these traditions, but there are traditions of, for example, stealing people, and also traditions of um, getting a wife while she's very young. Like, you would get an arrangement that somebody will be your wife when she is 14 for example so the the families would would agree and arrange that marriage and then when she reaches 18 which is illegal or 16 whatever the age is legal for doing that she will become a wife so there are a lot of different traditions i wasn't a part of these traditions but it really depends which part of russia you are from so yeah. that's my experience
0: yeah i from my mom's side i'm i'm a quarter greek And I remember her talking about some of her cousins that also had followed in having an arranged marriage. Their family had migrated or been immigrants in America. And I remember she had gotten a letter in the mail like, oh, you know, like this is my second cousin and he got an arranged marriage from from Greece. And yeah, so it was really, really interesting just to see. So it's fascinating to me just how many different ways of going about relationships there are in the world. I think it's it's really interesting just to see just the, the variance and the differences and even just looking at history to how it's changed over the years and seeing the differences in, in dating. And I'm just curious, even for us, has the concept of dating shifted for you guys as either you've gotten older with more experience in life Or, you know, we've all lived in a different nation. So your perspective changes when you have different understandings of different cultures. Or for us, we're all Christians here, growing in our relationship with Christ and our knowledge of Christ, maybe adopting more of the kingdom culture and maybe how Christ would go about some of these relationships. Would you say that your thinking has shifted at all from when you were a younger person or what you grew up with? What do you guys have to say on that?
2: So to say something about that is like, when I felt that the dating part was something good, I felt something that is very Christian. I thought, very right. Um, If you don't date someone, how do you know that person? And how do you make a decision to come to a marriage, you know? So this process between marriage and a person not knowing each other, this middle stage is the stage of dating. And I think it's very good. And um, I also see in the, ver- in the Bible that a lot of the marriages uh, happened in arranged marriages and still came out happy. I've seen it. And through that, I've realized that dating might be more of a proper communication and proper understanding between the man and the woman, in a way. So the reason why I, uh, I see a lot of the young kids failing at dating properly it's because they don't have the skill set of properly communicating each other and the skill set of communicating their their liking or it's, it's no different than hanging out. Or they go overboard and go through the route of having, doing adult things that they're not supposed to do in their in teenage years ahead of time. And they think that's dating. And in a way, I think this idea of Christian dating is good, but it's more of a communication that needs to be talked about when it comes to dating for the young generation
1: yeah i think um that canada is actually a lot like the states when it comes to dating i think over the years it's progressed a lot with online dating apps and meeting people that way which i've always thought was strange personally because i just like how do you get to know someone through a screen and with the getting married super young too like my grandma was married at 16 my mom was married at 17 my sister was married at 18 And so I think over the years, like it has changed a lot, especially in how we communicate because everything is so digital now. And so kids are learning how to get to know people through uh, video games, through Snapchat, through TikTok. Like you can make any any social media app has basically turned into a dating app as well at this point. And so it's like really frustrating sometimes. And I think that's something that maybe has contributed to how... Um, we communicate in relationships is because so much of it has transferred over to being online
2: the online aspect is very interesting is because like when it comes to online it's just you don't read person's body language you don't read anything else maybe you only look at like their appearances and their specs and become people have become very very judgmental in a way that this like idea of like let's go on a date and find out or this idea of I will never go on a date because you are this way now I've seen so many kids like having standards of beauty or standards of like something that I will never date someone who is below my standards you know in in the tiktok you know or or I've seen like in the uh, not tiktok I mean tinder you know I've seen that a lot And, and that was like in my mind I'm just like you don't know everything about that person just because he wrote something similar, but you're constantly swiping left and right and judging people left and right. It's like this dating culture is so weird in my mind because that's not dating in my opinion. So what do you think about that?
0: I think that the communication aspect is such an important part of dating. And like I I was just thinking kind of back to when I was in high school. So I dated when I was 16 and 17. When I look back, I think that we had a pretty solid form of communication. It was really an interesting relationship because we didn't talk like every day. We talked maybe every three days, but our communication was very open and very genuine at the time. And so I really appreciated that and valued that. And I think that it laid some really great groundwork to actually get to know each other. And so I think I would really just encourage anybody listening who's even wondering, you know, what are some maybe good tips? How do I date? You know, and I think going going back to dating in high school or, or dating while you're a youth, of course, there's the element of what your parents expect and I think you should always factor in that I have some later stories that I'm not so proud of as well but I think that there's yeah always needing to factor in what's going on with your family and being honoring to your parents uh, even if you don't like it it's hard I know it's hard but I think communication would probably be my number one tip not my number one I'll have to think about that. It's definitely high up on the list of something to cultivate in a healthy relationship is communication. I think especially if you're a Christian, Christ should be your number one (laughs) centerpiece. But I would put communication really high up there. Being willing to ask hard questions as well. I think sometimes as a young person, maybe there's uncomfortable things to talk about or you don't want to because you're having fun. Um, And that's fine too. I think there's different areas of relationships and you have to be willing to kind of go in and out of those and be willing to talk about hard, the hard things as well.
3: Talking about uh, online dating and uh, real life communications, I'm old, so I would prefer real life communications versus online, but thinking through it while you were uh, describing it, I know examples uh, of really happy marriages when people met online, dated online, got married and live happy, happily ever after. And those were twice as old as I am at the, at the moment of of being married, which is really interesting. Also, some of my dating was in the era where there was no internet. And part of it was actually when internet appeared. And I use the communication for dating, uh, for example, with my wife. So we did kind of half and half because we were going to one church, but we also were using, you know, online uh, to communicate after, and you know. So I don't think it's a problem. Uh, online shouldn't be, I think, the primary way of communication. That's where I would agree, or the only way of communication. Although, as I said, there are some examples to prove you wrong. But yeah, uh, it it really depends on people and what are their preferences. But as I said, because I'm old, I prefer the person-to-person communication personally.
2: Definitely the online is like not bad, but kids like just jump into there immediately and think that's like the standard nowadays because everything has been digitalized. But I think what is really important is to reiterate the fact that communication in a dating works okay in the online but in real life it also has a very dis- different feel I think mm-hmm. that is uh, more personal I think it, it well, b- can be very more personal
0: yeah I think also you know I have some friends who have done long distance dating and that has been really interesting to watch and see. I have some really good friends who have, those relationships have ended in marriage, but the times that they were together were so important because you see how someone interacts with your family, with friends, with other people, because you know we can put on different masks. And I think especially that's part of when you're dating someone, you're trying to see who is this person. Who are you and do I want to be with somebody like this, you know, and I think that that's part of what dating is, is discovering who is this person and you also revealing who who you are, you know, if, if you feel ready to do that. And someone once said to me, and I think this is such a great quote, is you should date with a magnifying glass and be married with blinders. And oftentimes people do the reverse. They date with blinders on and then when they're married, they pull out a magnifying glass and find everything that's wrong with that person. so I think it's it's really great advice, even though, of course, you don't want to be totally like <laughs> nitpicky. <laughs> nitpicky or a total monster. It's not, I'm not saying to be a monster while you're dating someone, but I think it, it's true to really look at and don't disregard the things that you're seeing, you know, look for the things, the qualities. And I think as well, are you looking, do you know what you want? I think sometimes asking yourself those questions, what kind of qualities do you want in somebody? What kind of characteristics do you want in somebody? And sticking to those as hard as it is because we've all been in places where you have feelings for someone that doesn't have the qualities or the characteristics that you know that you want. I think part of my story is at one point in time, I started dating somebody basically out of just a place of anger in my life I had kind of been a goody two-shoes you know a good Christian girl I'd done everything right had a really great relationship with this guy kind of was the standard if you will in my youth group and I was so sick of kind of the image that I had created for myself and honestly I felt really unrelatable to non-Christians and I was like, do I even have a testimony? Like I, you know, I got saved when I was four years old and I've just been walking with Christ. Like, do I even have a testimony? And so I, I actually lowered my standards of what I wanted in a person or even for myself and ended up in a relationship that kind of broke some of my convictions. The standards that I had with like a physical relationship, I lowered that a lot because I quote unquote wanted a better testimony, which is so dumb. My encouragement to any Christians who are listening out there, you do not have to lower your standards to have a better testimony. Like just the the fact that Christ saved us is is an amazing testimony. It doesn't matter your past, whether it was a good past or a bad past. And so that was that was a really big lesson for me in just kind of learning man for my next relationship like I don't want to lower my standards and finding seeing the characteristics of a person and valuing those are are super important and so again I'm just going to say that quote one more time date with a magnifying glass and get married with have put your blinders on after you're married and then yeah don't don't do the reverse don't date with blinders on I think that that's really important
2: Alex. Um, Alex is gonna. Yeah, you me. should answer the question of how, what kind of things that you did in the dating that helped your marriage. It's a very interesting thing, isn't it?
3: Well, it's interesting. Um, I think what Miranda said is technically correct, but I think there are stages in your life uh, which you're going through, and when you're dating, these blinders that are on, they are. Still, a stage for you, and you should be trying to avoid it, and you shouldn't be um, closing your eyes for everything. But it is kind of unavoidable in in some sense, if if you know what I mean. You couldn't be completely cool-headed and super rationally thinking. That's fair. Y- you should you should be trying. Yes, <laughs> you should but, try. But that's the goal. Y- you should try your best. Yes, I think that's the goal. And when you're married, right. You also shouldn't be putting probably blinders on, but I understand where the phrase comes from and I understand why people would say that, but...
0: I think the sentiment is to have grace for your partner. Yes, (laughs) but what I'm trying to say
3: is you're going through stages in in relationships, right? With any person, but especially when we're talking about marriage and unavoidably why these things happen, right? Like why do you take a magnifying glass after being married is because you spend more time with with the person and you get to know them more. You don't get to know them as much when you were dating, right? Because proportionally it's just a bigger time longer time so it will happen naturally when you're married you will see things that you didn't see while you were dating and first you're of all together yeah you're living together You're you're sharing completely different surroundings right before that you were living different places hopefully and didn't see each other you didn't have to you know wash dishes or or clean up the rooms or you know do mundane things that you you would do when you're living together so these things will pop up i understand as as i said i understand the notion it's a great notion but it's also different things that are probably unavoidable and normal for the relationships that are ongoing all your life and there's just different stages and you should try to apply these things but probably it will still happen anyways that's just a comment i had about the uh, <laughs> magnifying glass and just from my experience but uh one one lesson i learned and i also think we were kind of in a similar situation with miranda is i didn't have i didn't date a lot of people before i got married and most of my relationships were uh long term relationships i wasn't trying to like have fun as much as i can my my goal was always kind of find the one person i would want to marry and you know uh, i I wasn't thinking of relationships in terms of just have quick fun and forget in a month Uh, i will i always was trying to find a person which i would want to spend the rest of my life with most of the relationship didn't end up there Uh, (laughs) that's (laughs) um, a good thing yes Um, (laughs) that you don't have multiple wives exactly exactly (laughs) But one thing I learned through the relationships I had before the ones that I had with my wife was that I dated a non-Christian while I was Christian, and I dated her for five years. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to save her, basically, in multiple meanings and terms, both physically and like uh, spiritually. And one lesson I really learned through that was you shouldn't be dating anyone with the purpose of saving them. Mm. Uh, that will not end up well, um, most of the cases. I, I Although I know uh, cases when people were dating, and then the other couple or other part would would get Christian, for sure you shouldn't be trying to make it your goal or your life wouldn't definitely be easy and uh, instead of saving people you might end up in uh, ruining their lives yeah that's kind of the one probably big lesson I learned while being while dating earlier in in my life so maybe somebody else can relate to that
0: it's so relatable (laughs) don't date to save someone if we could just I think that's like already to me that's like the the caption of this podcast <laughs> don't take to save Alert to convert yeah don't do that guys
2: and to add on top of that what i tried to do in my first date is that i tried to change that person mm. it's like um not i guess you could say save because like that person was you know continuously doing like having basically having bad friends right before i you know became in a relationship and when I got into the relationship she was in this mess (laughs) and I was trying to leverage my relationship with her to take her out of it it didn't work (laughs) and I think it's like dating it has strong meaning in your life but it at the same time it doesn't have as much meaning as people deem it to be I was trying to make it bigger than what it was And um, I failed miserably on that. But what I'm saying is like using dating as a leverage to change is not going to work Yeah, flat out. I can share like one story. It's like this is I'm sure that teenagers all have this frustration inside them that I never dated someone. That is a huge frustration for so many teenagers I've seen. That's so true. It was my frustration that I never dated someone. I'm this old and all my friends have dated someone. What I was, what I can say to you is that it is okay to not date anyone. It is okay to date someone, but getting frustrated about never, never having a relationship in your life and, you know, saying, oh, that is because. That is because I'm not good enough, or that is because I'm not good looking. Saying that I never dated someone as a bad thing, I think that's um, absolutely not true. So getting frustrated and just seeking to find relationship out there, and you know anyone desperate, you know you just grab hold of and start dating and having a relationship. uh, I strongly advise against it. What I would instead advise is to (laughs) go back and find yourself things to. Learn about dating instead of trying to learn through mistakes. I would say mm. go back to your parents and ask how they dated or something like that. They will they'll probably tell you and it will be a funny story. And ask your siblings or ask someone who is reputable and you respect. Your fellow friends probably give you some stories, but most of them are probably not helpful. Those standards are not really, really good most of the time. So go to those kind of of friends
0: you have, (laughs) but
1: yes, depends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, Sean, about not just jumping into a relationship because of comparison of other people being in relationships. And I think that was, if I could go back and, you know, give my younger self advice, it would be, don't get into a relationship because you're insecure because insecurity is not healthy to build a healthy relationship. And that, attention is definitely not the same thing as respect. And so if you're just going into a relationship because you're seeking attention or you need, you know, Some sort of, yeah, affirmation or confirmation of like you're saying, like, maybe I'm not good enough. Well, if you're placing who you are and the value of who you are in someone else's hands, basically, as soon as that relationship ends, you're going to be right back at square one and wondering, oh, okay, well, my relationship didn't work out. Therefore, I'm confirming my theory that I'm not good enough. And I think that's a really... Yes, it's a very dangerous place to be in when you're placing your value in in something like that. And so, like you said, to go back and really think about not even just asking questions about dating, but actually having the time to get to know who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. your relationship with God, who you want to be, and having those clear goals for yourself and having that that self-esteem or that um, understanding your true value before you get into a relationship is a big thing.
0: I think another really interesting aspect about dating could also be your other relationships in your life and how there's lessons that we can learn from all our different relationships, whether it's from your mom, from your best friend, from your siblings, because there's always growing points in them. Relationships aren't easy (laughs) in general. You know, with anybody, they're not, it's not a a walk in the park. There is effort and there is work that's put into it. And I think that I, I was just kind of thinking about even just some scriptures that talk about our relationships. And in James 1 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I think about how that is so applicable to any relationship that we might have especially in a dating relationship that that would be you know a character trait that you can build in yourself and I think also uh, another thing that we talk a lot about as well being a Christian maybe you're not dating yet or maybe you are dating but I think a huge part is as well looking at who do you want to be as a partner and how how do you want to build somebody else up or how do you want to encourage someone you know and I think looking at who you want to be as a partner is really important as well and there's so much in the scripture that that helps us actually develop good characteristics and Christ-like characteristics and I think that this one is a really good basis of a good relationship to be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry I think it gives a lot of grace when you're in a relationship because there's going to be hard times there's you know going to be misunderstandings or um, you know maybe you don't see eye to eye on something and so taking the time to listen taking the time to speak after you've thought through things and maybe not out of total passion or whatnot and I think that this could go across the board with so many things. So yeah, I think that that's a, a good thing to dig into as well when you're looking at a dating relationship.
3: Yeah. As, as I said before, when I was trying to find a date, uh, I was going to date someone. My goal wasn't to just have fun, but my main goal was always to find a partner, partner in life that, that I will spend all my life with. And I think it's a good mindset to go into because most of you are relationship will just drop out if you will be thinking in this like permanent way not in temporary way and you also need to be thinking about your future partner as like the person you're spending your life with and out of this could come out a lot of good results in terms of you will be looking at this person from different perspective not not just from eye blinding I don't know passion or love or whatever it's called when when you're really blinded by feelings also some things my wife was doing to me uh, she was uh, testing me not not recommend uh, but uh, recommend yeah she was doing different things to basically try and 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 see how I would react to things Uh, I didn't know back then I I thought she was just like crazy but um, uh, she was she was definitely testing me to see how would i how would i react and what would be an outcome and and she was going to a very extreme kind of edges so that was kind of her way to understand and see how i would do certain things or what things i would do or how i would behave because later in life she knew she knew who she was so she wanted to see if I would react to her personality in real life and, like, if it could, you know, we could be together after that. Uh, because I think other people in her life didn't react uh, like I did. Also, one thing about dating is, or at least when I was younger or when I just started dating and when you're young, uh, there are like some physical processes in your body mm-hmm. that just scream for physical affection affection yes and also ju- just being closer physically and you should be very careful with that because there are some things you can do that you would never be able to revert and you will definitely regret that. So yeah, when when you are dating, try not to try to put some boundaries and try not to cross them. Because when you're in the moment, you can really easily cross it. That's why you need to definitely know them before you're going there. So you're, you will not end up in a place where it's too late.
0: I think going off of that as well, I would say not only know those boundaries for yourself, but have a conversation with the person that you're dating. What are your goals together? Where do you stand? Because someone might have a different perspective of what their line is, and it might be further than your line or vice versa. And I think it's so important to have that conversation. And then I'd take it even a step further, and I would recommend this, that if you guys come together in agreement of what are your lines and boundaries based off of what you see in scripture or what you guys come together with, if you have a mentor or somebody that you trust to share that goal you know or, or that common goal of here's our line that you can actually talk to and have accountability with something like that is really practical and really really helpful because it's so true Alex I mean we're humans and you know things can get heated <laughs> I mean I was there I definitely went way further than I had intended or wanted to because in the moment it just feels like the right thing to do and then later you're going oh crap I went further than I wanted to. To go and for me it was really hard to feel like I could reverse or, or even have the conversation with my partner at that time saying hey I think I went you know past a line of mine but in his mind well we'd already gone that far so what does it matter like we're already there why not just stay there or keep going and so it was really hard for me to actually be able to communicate can we actually go backwards here and that's another thing I would say please guys if you have if you feel like you've crossed a line for yourself in in the physical realm or even in the emotional spiritual realm sometimes we cross lines emotionally too uh it's okay to go backwards it's okay to put your foot down and say I went too far and I want to go backwards here. And it's actually really healthy to be able to do that. So, yeah, that would be something I would would add to that as well.
3: Yeah. And and that's where the place where it's good to have a mentor. So Mm -hmm. if you cross the line, you regret it and you don't want to repeat it because it's really easy to repeat it and then cross it again. Uh, So that's where you want to have a mentor that you will be true to you know, you can trust and that will guide you through not crossing it again, right? Mm-hmm. If if you really value your relationships. But I think also one sign of bad relationships is if you're starting crossing lines you didn't meant to, it probably is a sign of something going wrong or, or something not going right. And either you need to change your relationship or, or figure out that it's not the one for you or... or at least from the Christian perspective, of course. One other thing I was thinking about was that uh, it's really important to find someone else that cares about God and puts God Mm -hmm. first. Even God is first than your partner, right? Because um, it's a really good advice going forward, also getting married, because when things will happen and when, you know, anything could happen, right? Like everyone could do something wrong or say something wrong. And when there is a criteria you're measuring things by or where there is a standard that you're looking for and you both have this standard that you're looking for and it's the same one, even though if you're doing something wrong or you did something wrong and then you reverse it and then you start looking at it and trying to understand what are my values. you will. If a person values God more than you, anything is reversible basically and they have some values that you can kind of roll back to like find your values and continue after that if if i don't know if it makes sense or not yeah yeah that that would be one thing to think yeah. about or keep in mind
0: no, i think that's so true being able to have that common goal i think this is something that's crossed over for me for for anybody who knows me, I work with Youth With A Mission, and in Youth With A Mission, you often live in communities, so I live with some other girls, and we uh, work together as well, and so something that we have discovered in running a good house together has been finding what's our common goal about how we want to run this house, and if we can agree on that, then we can figure out what we need to do to maintain our house well together. Well, I think that goes the same with a relationship. Obviously, you're not just running a house. <laughs> There's a lot of different you are elements, running a house, but <laughs> kind <together>. of. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think finding what what's our goal together and being able to then find the pathways that reach to that goal that you can take together that makes it a lot easier when you're trying to deal with different aspects of your relationship i guess what <laughs> i
3: was trying to say is values more mm-hmm. if, if you know what i mean because if you value bible and you value god the values are aligned yes right because if two different people value different things then when you try to agree or come to a common goal it's impossible because you have different values. Right. So when you are dating, if you're both valuing God, you are st- striving towards the same goal. And if you have different values, like you have a value of Bible and God, I don't know, missions and something else, and then another person just values, I don't know, physical closeness and, I don't know, having fun, you won't align on your goals in life and it wouldn't work out well in the future. So that's that's what I try to communicate
1: yeah i think even going one step further is not just stopping at oh well we're both christians therefore it's good everything's gonna be good this relationship's gonna work out but actually what are your values in your Christian walk, that was my excuse with someone that I was dating. I was like, Oh, but dad, like he's a Christian. Therefore this relationship will be good. Right. You know, I I'm allowed to date him because he's a Christian and our expectations of life, how we viewed the Bible, how we viewed going to church, how we viewed relationships with our families. We're all extremely different. And so I couldn't just put a blanket statement of this person's a Christian. Therefore we have the same values, but actually, yeah, having that conversation with people and and what are your values even as Christians? Yes. (laughs) mic drops always (laughs) from amy (laughs) christian dating
2: in general i think is very um needs to be more talked about and it's very true because even just because you're christian doesn't mean you know dating (laughs) um and then even if you dated someone a lot of times it's different for each person so true so different you need to look at that person properly assess that person properly Assess yourself properly and find the proper way of seeing each other. Instead of seeing each other because you're so blinded by their beauty, blinded by their personality, blinded because they're so awesome, you know, handsome. Yeah, that's a primary motive. Yes, (laughs) yes, primary primary motive. motive, Date someone attractive. Got (laughs) it. Yeah, that's a good primary motive, but. That's not but the goal. But don't of forget dating. to do it properly. <laughs> you know that's not the goal of dating. You know you're trying to know that person is the goal of dating. But just because she looks nice, just because he sings so well, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, he's so funny. I know <laughs> he's the the boy of my life, of my dreams, of my girls. I don't know.
3: I, apps. I've
2: heard this like Check. way too many times, and but now we know even kids know that that's not the reality you know but still we keep on engraving that in our minds and when we come to a relationship we just think even though we acknowledge it we don't put it into practice so always you know take a step back sometimes and assess the situation as it is and say if this relationship is not going to get reconciled i recommend you get out of it or If you think that you can find a mentor, that's great. If you want to continue on and uh, you know that you can assess this situation properly and fix this issue, then I think you need to go into deep conversation. I think this deep, serious conversations are needed for even young kids kids don't do this i think they should just deep conversations about philosophy and life in general or just the christianity or just like this deep conversation richens the dating experience like seriously i recommend it it's one of the best things you can do
0: mic drop from sean over here everybody we hope that you learn some things from some of the lessons that we've learned in our relationships and we're actually going to continue this talk two weeks from now so we hope that you tune in to hear more perspective on how to have healthy relationships dating relationships and just have a fun time with us so thanks for listening